Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keys Real Rankings. Why don't you call them Keys Real Petty Rankings? <laughs> this dude from Arizona goes at him, and that's it. He, he dropped them. They stink. He, he I dro- hate the rankings. He dropped them based week. on that. They're lies. They're subjective. They're made up. They're full of Well, of hate. course they're subjective. Oh, because they're are, keys. And rankings, they are yes. made up. You have to make them up in order to put them on a sheet of paper so that people can see them, and then we talk about them. And they're provocative. More Get importantly, the key, this lineup, boy, someone got you with a straight razor. When was this, yesterday? Ooh, oh. look right. Yeah, right. am I right or wrong, right? Jay? At least it from this angle. It was a couple days ago. A couple, a couple days, days ago. Boy, that's crispy. No, yeah. I don't do the, the straight razor. I don't have dudes messing around with no razors around. Really? Me. No, I can't do get too many bumps, Max. No, no, no straight razor for the lineup. Oh, for the lineup. For no, the lineup. Okay. I don't let them touch me with no straight razor. Yeah, and a little alcohol afterwards. Yeah. Nah. yeah. It's just part of the glow. That's all. <laughs> <You gotta, laughs> <laughs> the sheen. The sheen. Certain people look a certain way, like Max mm-hmm. was saying, you know. Yeah. Some yes. people got it. Some people got it. Some people I, I am afflicted with a disease whereby I get better looking as I get older. It's an affliction. But Key's hairline, boy, look Somebody at that be thing. lying to Max, though. What's that? Somebody be lying to you. I don't think so. Th- yeah, it, it's still, it, it, it's tight. It's holding on. It's, it, it's, what? I mean, why y'all on my hair, though? Because I'm not, I'm not trying to be on compliment. my hair. I paid him a compliment. I think no it looks hair. good. That's my like point. I, yesterday. <laughs> I take all my hair off. You should <laughs> wear a wig. No, why? For what? Halloween? Halloween? Yeah. Oh, wait, what, what am I going to be? Rick? I'm no, going to be Rick James no for Halloween. What are you dressing up? I know Rick James for Halloween. You need Beijing. I'm going to be Rick Key, you got kids you're dressing up for Halloween. What are you dressing up as? I'm not going to dress up. What did you dress up as last year? Well, well, nothing, because it was pandemic. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. The last time you dressed up, what, what did you wear? <laughs> He's duh. so smart. Duh. duh. Right. Hello. Yates, yeah, bring the baby powder. I'm going to be Rick James for Halloween this year. The last um, costume you wore on Halloween was what? Oh, uh, Jason. Huh? All right. It's good. Yeah. You? Yeah. It's good, Jay? Uh, I was a I was a Yoda for my daughter. Jay, I got one for you. Why are you I, laughing? I'm laughing because I was about to say, I dressed up with Jason. It was scared the hell out of my dogs just because. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't, didn't they, recognize no, you. No, yeah. It you was think sca- they would smell you though, right? No, That's it was how scared. dogs. Are- it didn't matter though. Uh-huh. They were scared mask, man. It, uh-huh. it didn't. It's a scary I mask. The, I had the fake knife, plastic knife with the whole deal. You stop scaring your dogs. You will be Jason. Torturing the dogs. All the ID network Jay, stuff you watch. Listen you will to be me. Jason. I got one for you. I okay. wanted to use this when my kids were small, and I was just too lazy to get it together. Ready? I wanted to dress my baby up as King Kong, and I was going to dress up as the Empire State Building. So when I held That's the baby, cute. it's, it's like, see what I'm saying? That's cute. Yeah. I, I never got around to it, and now they're too big. Can't do it. So yeah. I just used my Boba Fett costume that the Star, Star Wars people gave us when I was doing uh, Sports Nation. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. a good one. All right. Well, I remember dressing up as a kid, though. Well, not be dressing my kid up as a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess there's that, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is true. I, he could do it. We can't. Well, it probably is not a good idea for him to yeah, do yeah, it. Fair too. Right. Well, no. If I'm well, dressed up as Empire State, well, because <laughs> the last thing that people, last thing people will try their best to create a problem. Oh, I see. So yeah, it's probably uh-huh. some things are probably he not likes to stay a good idea. He yeah. likes to steer clear of any controversial <laughs> thing. Yes, yeah. well, yeah, because. Well. We I try to help. About I try guy. to help you guys. I agree. Out. I think that's he's exactly what my brain goes that, to. I don't guys. care yeah. about me. I care yeah. about you no, guys. No, I believe that that's like, true. Like I tell my, my brain just goes right there. I can't. Like I don't know why. Well, like well, like well, I tell well, some well, of my yes, friends. Tell some of my friends all the time. 
you might not want to do that. Right. It's probably not a good idea. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. I could probably do Before it you hit send. and be okay with it. Before you hit send, just review it in your mind. Yes, yeah, think about it's it. It's not a good idea. So the Braves, the Braves win game one of the World Series. Jorge Soler becomes the first player to ever start the World Series of the home run. Ever. You know how long the World Series has been? Over 100 years. Well over 100 years. Over 120 years. The Braves take a one nothing lead. But they lost another pitcher. Charlie Morton used to play for the Astros. Or was on that Astros team that won the World Series. Took a 102-mile-an-hour comeback or off his leg. Stayed in the game. The Braves won 6-2. Stayed in the game at least, like, what, an inning, right? Well, What's the toughest thing you guys have ever seen on a field? On a field? I mean, I've seen so much. In football, I've seen a lot, right? I mean... I could have my own experiences, but I was going to say, what's the what was the the pitcher in the Red Sox that had the blood on the sock? Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. I mean, that was interesting because I mean, he was out there pitching, but you didn't know at the time what the hell was going on. Right. I mean, like I told Kurt Schilling, he was working at ESPN. You didn't do nothing but squeeze some ketchup on it and rub it in, <laughs> make everybody <laughs> think that you were was tough. what the rumors were. Yeah, um, he was a great big game pitcher. I mean, I, I've only. I mean, it's so much in football where guys have broke this or, or, or cracked that and continue to play where a guy has cracked ribs and he's still playing in the game. Or uh, Jack Youngblood with the Rams back in like 1979 as a kid, I remember he was playing with a broken leg. What that meant, I don't know if it was a, a, a cracked hairline fracture or if it was actually something broken like to the point where he couldn't walk. I just remember that rumor. But me – uh, in college, I played with a torn MCL the entire season. You played the entire season the with entire, a torn MCL? The entire season. I did. It was my last year. That's wild. So I went – check this out, though, Jay. I went through my entire senior season. I then went through the combine and got on the table. They did all the checking, the pulling, the tugging. I just sat there, just grimacing. Your agent let you do that? Yeah, because I did not want to – I did not want to have surgery. I did not want to have surgery and have an issue and jeopardize my draft status. Mm. So I played the entire season, the Rose Bowl, everything, and balled out. Didn't change anything at all. How were you able to do? <clears throat> how were you That's able crazy. to do that? How do you ball out when you're in that much pain? It wasn't painful though. If it wasn't, if it didn't, if it wasn't catching and flapping and it catching, wasn't being messed with. In other it words. wasn't being messed with. I mean, it has some well, swelling here and there. Yeah, but it's a full contact me, sport. Me, key. You get it tackled. Let Doctor JD Williams jump in here because I've torn everything in my leg. So the MCL is your medial collateral ligament, right? That's on the inside of your knee. Yeah, so, like, you wouldn't really feel it all the time unless you were cutting from a different angle. So I can see how that's actually and it would feasible. Ca- it would catch and flap, and the, but when, when it, it catches, caught, though, it ooh. hurts like hell when it catches. But then a few little movements that go away. Then I go to the Jets mini camp. I didn't do much. Training camp, I went through a little bit of training camp. I played the first, I think it was the first two, maybe, I think it was two games my rookie year. And then Aaron Glenn ran into me in practice and it tore more. So that's when I had to go get a scope and get it all cleaned up and everything. But I played that entire time. And then in the Super Bowl, two games before, two days before the Super Bowl, this particular finger right here broke and came out. Came out. You see the scar right there, buddy? Mm-hmm, I do. Came out, poked out. This finger set back here. I had to play in the Super Bowl with a splint, but it didn't bother me. I didn't. Painful? You know, Hold on. You said it didn't bother you. That's got to be painful. painful. I mean, hell, it's painful, but I was just like, I got to play. Yeah. 
I haven't really on, on the basketball side. I've seen injuries, but I don't know if there have been injuries that I've seen guys. Some of the worst injuries I haven't seen guys come back and play through. I, I, it's more roll football. the ankle or land on it and you know, like those. Yeah, those, those, those kind of like, those. Oh, kinda, yeah, I, look those. At that. Yeah. I broke my ankle against the Giants the last game of the season when I was with the Cowboys at Giant Stadium. I slid in the turf and I heard it, man. I heard it pop. Right, it was as soon as I slid to catch the ball, I made the catch, and I heard it snap like a pretzel stick. And I sat there. I was like, "Damn!" Is and there anything in your like for for people listening who never played for? I never had shoulder pads on, right? For people who really? haven't played football, <laughs> I was a hundred. I'm the uh, you know, hundred and twenty five pounds in high school. So that's about seventy pounds ago. But the point is, what, for people who haven't played, is there anything in people's day to day lives, like in your day to day life, that you could compare? Man, that hurt the way a football injury hurt, or it felt something like it. I would probably say my finger. Because I'm sure a lot of people that did did not play professional sports have some fractures or something with their finger, whether they're playing yeah. with their kids and a football pops out, or I mean, a, a, a football bends their finger the wrong way and it pops uh-huh, out, or, uh-huh. or whatever, or they did it as a little leaguer or high school guy or whatever the case is. I would probably say some finger well, stuff. One of my boys who's a construction worker, I mean, they go lifting stuff every single day. Like they have injuries that kind of feel similar back injuries. Yeah, because they keep, but they have to keep going. Right? That's how they earn their livelihood. So there's similarities out there for sure. Doesn't feel good. Dennis That's in Delaware had, uh, has uh, someone he wants to talk about showing toughness. Go ahead, Dennis. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks morning. for taking my call. Um, I'm a professional golfer here in Delaware, and I got to give a shout-out to Tiger Woods in 2008. He played, the, he played the U.S. Open with two stress fractures in his left leg and a torn ACL and he beat the best players in the world. And no matter what you think about Tiger Woods, that was pretty phenomenal. Being a golf pro, you know, if you have a little injury like that, you know, you're not going to play well. And he beat the best players in the world. So I hear you. And got to give a shout. shout. I hear you, Dennis. The, the thing is, as someone who who works in the fight game. I've seen, like, it's hard for me to hear golfers talk about, like, I, I've seen fighters do things in the ring and show courage in the ring. As I mentioned Muhammad Ali before, fractured jaw, fought 10 more rounds against a chiseled killer in Kenny Norton, yeah. smashing him on the fractured jaw. It's not just a matter of concentration and you have to do a certain motion. You're getting hit on the injury. Yeah, but it, and I don't even play golf like that. The concentration, though, the pain. Like if you've, yeah, man. Like you don't. If you've never been injured, you don't understand the pain. T- Tiger had a broken leg, a torn yes. ACL, and it was the U.S. Open. So when they finished the seventy-two holes of the tournament and they were tied, he had to go play another eighteen. So he played ninety, and then they had to yeah, go play another one. There was man. ninety-one holes in five days on a broken leg and torn ACL, and you got to block all that out. You got to block it out, but it's still no one's tackling you, no one's hitting you. But Max, Max, that's still a lot of. Do you understand man, and and, and, and the pain tolerance that you have to? Sure. Like, come on, seriously. Well, also, Max, you're walking the entire length of the course, and there's a lot of um, your I, torque, man. I know, but just listen to what everyone's saying. Now, to compare that to a football injury where you're getting tackled no, by no, a three hundred no, pounds. You know, matter. Or, or, or a boxer but, but, who's but, getting punched but, but in I, the I injury. But it's it like the matter. mastery of the detail, though. Your detail. Oh yeah, yeah. It's is, a different kind of focus. Yes, it's a different kind of focus. I'm just thinking Let's, about the pain when I broke my ankle and I had to elevate it and bring it back down, and all that blood was rushing. 
Oh, I know that. Yeah, feeling. the quietness of, of <laughs> golf what? means that you're there to the, the, the focus. That's nothing, what I'm saying. There's nothing blocking out the pain, right? Like you're okay. Let's bring in Tim Legler. What's going on, Tim? What's happening? Giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. What's the toughest thing you've ever seen on a basketball court, Tim? Oh my Tim? goodness. Well, I think probably guys playing through ankles that look like cantaloupes. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. you've been there. Yeah, I know. And, you know, you know it, it, it's definitely a different mentality now, obviously. I mean, guys are going to be treated differently because the approach is now all about preserving the athlete. It wasn't really the case. You know, my era, it was like you didn't even contemplate that. If I could go out there and I was 60%, I was going to give you 60% of my production. Now it's where you're not going to play until you're 100% again and you could be your 100% self. That wasn't really the case. So to see guys go out there sometimes with ankles that they could barely fit into their shoe that they could lace up and knowing what kind of pain and stiffness, you know, what that feels like to be able to try to run and jump. Um, and I did it too. So that, that probably yeah. is the toughest thing for a basketball player. Legs, uh, what do you think about, I, I may mention of Giannis's injury last year to the knee, seeing that knee hyperextend oh, backwards, gracious. the fact that he, the, and plus with the way he plays, the amount of, you know, weight that he moves with and how a Euro steps through the paint, like that, that was impressive to me. Miraculous, miraculous. Yes. When I saw that play, I just thought there's no way we see this guy again. Agreed. I, I, there's no telling. I thought that could be, damage to carry well into this season honestly when it first happened in the moment so yeah you're right so um speaking of injuries lebron was held out of last night's game the lakers game with an with an ankle injury what'd you see from russell westbrook in that win for the lakers tim well first along the lines of what we were just talking about you know look i don't know what lebron's experiencing but i think there's probably a good chance based on what he said the day before he plays if they don't have westbrook i think he could have played but this is the luxury they have. And this is what you get when you get that other energy source, like I've talked about. He can take a night like this off, and he'll take other scheduled nights off, and you don't lose games because you've got this. And that's what Westbrook was last night. Had it feel good for him. I mean, he's been caged up. He was unleashed. It's like having a Ferrari, and you only drive it around your local gated community with speed bumps <laughs> yeah, and going 25 miles an hour. Last <laughs> night, they opened the gates up and let him get out on the highway, and this is what it looks like. You know, so he w- wanted to make a statement, obviously, and he looked like Russell Westbrook. But this is going to be the case throughout the season while they try to figure out how do we navigate utilizing him to his fullest with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's going to be a struggle all season long. Here's how you do it. We start him, give him about seven minutes. Then we let him take the second you down on the floor. Stagger. So we start him. Because, you know, it's an ego involved. Hey, yeah. Russell Westbrook, starting guard, blah, 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 UCLA. You get about seven minutes and then come on over here with us. LeBron's going to handle it. Then when we go back with the second unit, we'll put you in there so you can do what you did last night. You know what's crazy, Key? You're so right. And, and I understand. I do understand the mentality that comes around. Like, I'm a starter. I'm an MVP. Yeah, we'll start you. I'm an all-time great. But here's the thing. If I could sit down and just like say anything I wanted to to Russell Westbrook and have it soak in and, and have him understand is the best thing for you, the first six minutes of an NBA game are garbage. Exactly. <laughs> they You're are complete man. garbage. Yeah. No one's warm yet. Yeah. You know what it is? Here's what it is. It's literally like a handshake agreement. All ten guys, listen, over the next six minutes, we're all going to take a shot. All okay? jumpers, yep. We're all going to get one up. We're going to get a little bit of a lather going. All right? And then the game will start. Well... <laughs> But, you know, guys, got to have those first six, seven minutes, man. I got I to gotta be out there when the game starts. And I guess I understand it 
you know, I do understand the mentality, but what's really best for you? So, Key, you're probably right. Maybe it's not even six. When Chris Paul and James Harden were paired up together, and they only had two stars, Chris Paul came out five minutes into the game. And then he'd come back. I'm going to give him an extra two, though, because it's Russ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to do a lot in those four or five minutes, though. He's going to be everywhere. Oh, yeah, everywhere. But bottom line is you're, you're absolutely right. He'll come out with a triple-double after those five minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Knowing that you're going to finish the game. Yeah. Right? You know yeah, you're going to fi- let you finish. So those first 42, 43 minutes, you should try to stagger those two guys as much as you can. It's better for the Lakers, certainly better for Russell Westbrook. And then you figure out somehow over the course of the season, you figure out what's the best way to operate offensively the last five minutes of close games. Speaking of, uh, about the first two quarters, the Knicks had a demonstrative win last night yeah. oh, against yeah. the 76ers. The game was over in the second period, second quarter, essentially. Second period. Like, got me talking football all the damn time. Um, so it's not even period. Anyway, what, what, what were your big takeaways from that game, from Philly's perspective and from the Knicks' perspective? I love, first of all, your point about isn't it nice to – there's no place like the Garden – watching on TV when it's electric. There's no place like it in the entire league. So as a fan, just watching the game, the energy that's there, you're going, wow, the Knicks are up for this game. <laughs> right? We're four games in, and they're like, okay, Sixers number one seed last year. This is one of the bullies on the block. You know, Look what we have. So they came at him with energy, and they came at him with – it just was a different approach. They shot the ball great. Sixers didn't. Well, what stood out to me most from this game was the frustration and body language of Joel Embiid throughout the game. And the reason is because there's no playmakers on the floor. Like Tyrese Maxey's a really good player. I think he's going to be a good player for a long time. But to me, he's a Lou Williams type guy. Mm-hmm. A combo guard off the bench to bring you energy every night. <laughs> Shake Milton's not playing right now. And people in Philly are alluding to that. Okay, well, Shake Milton's Tyrese Maxey. They're the same guy. They're scorers playing the point. So now who's out there? When Even when they're not on a court... Furkan Korkmaz is their backup point guard, basically. You know what else? He's a spot-up three-point shooter. You know what else? Even when Simmons was on the team at his best and they were functioning at their best, the he was the only fluid passer on the team. Other guys, it's not that they weren't willing passers, but it's not like first nature to them. It's oh, not no. second nature to them. It's like a learned behavior. They're not they weren't natural. So the Sixers ball movement was never really natural and Simmons helped that a lot and now you take the one guy who could do yeah. that out of there they also if you watch these guys that are handling the ball for them right now a lot of it is come off a ball screen bounce bounce pick it up if they don't have a shot because it's just not natural for them to come off a ball screen drag a guy keep your head up maybe split it get into the gut find someone throw the pocket pass the lob pass off a ball screen those are all things Ben Simmons could do. Now, look, I don't think Ben Simmons is the answer at point either to win a championship. I don't. You need a scoring point guard. But he's certainly a much better playmaker than what they have now. And you could see it last night in Embiid. So what does he tend to do in those moments when he gets frustrated? Goes down there, puts his hand up in the air, and isos from 15 feet on a face-up. Hold it, jab, jab, hold it, turn it over, take a lean-back jumper, something bad. And you could see it in him last night. Every time he came out of the game, he went down, sat on the end of the bench, and he looked miserable. Mm -hmm. He looked miserable leaving the court after the game. And I just wonder, how long are they really willing to roll like this offensively before he really gets more vocal about what's going on in the court? Because right now they're, I think, last in the league in pace. They They were 12th last year with Ben Simmons. That's a big difference in how you're trying to slog through possessions. Continuity offense is something that actually the team we're going to mention next has great continuity, and that's the Golden State Warriors. 
obviously undefeated right now too. Had a big game, big win last night. Are they legit? And, and can this team actually have a chance to win a world championship when Clay comes back? It's a wrap. Steph Curry's going to be MVP. Just write it down right now. Steph Curry's going to be MVP to league. Yeah, let me put it. Write it down. Go ahead. Put it on the big board. I'll be here all year. We can revisit it. Um, I'm watching Not KD or Harden when the Nets start to get hot. Here's not- why. Here's why. I'm looking at that team last night. I know. And look, I know they're not playing a, a very good team, but I'm looking at that team. I'm going look at the Warriors roster. Honestly, let's look at their Jordan roster right Poole. now. Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, yep. Devon Looney, Looney, right? Wiggins, yeah. right? Wiggins, right? Iguodala, but Iguodala. look at where he is offensively at this stage of his career. Wiggins is a good NBA player, a good scorer. He's not a star. Obviously, Draymond Green does star-like things in what he does. Steph Curry is out there with this group, and they're undefeated. And I'm going to talk about a play later this morning, back-to-back plays that broke the game up when he didn't shoot the ball, and he had three guys chasing him around that led to wide-open threes for role players. He's going to average around 30. They're going to be in the top four in the Western Conference. That spells MVP to me Mm -hmm. with this roster. That's a hell of a case. It's a hell of a case. Particularly if you don't get Clay Thompson back till mid mid season, maybe January, maybe February before he's himself, and you're in the top four in the West, and he puts up those numbers in addition to what he creates for other people without touching the ball or without shooting the ball. To me, make him the odds-on favorite at least. I think he's. I think he is. Can they win it with Clay if he comes back and he gets back to his normal self? I don't know if they can. If they can win the whole thing, honestly, I don't know if 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 they if they could do that. What but about the fact that they have a they lot of the tradable assets? What about the fact that trade deadline approaches and, and they have a lot of tradable assets, yeah. right? Athletic players, they can match up salaries and are well-positioned to make a move for a big-time player, Tim. They might. I mean, look, mm-hmm. and you got some athletes up front. You, know, you got a Wiseman, you got a Kaminga who hasn't played who's their lottery pick because they're very high on. So you think about it, they got three guys that are expected to be rotational players. One star player, two Major contributor, rotational players aren't even playing yet. Yeah. I can't wait to see what this team looks like in the second half. And you might be right. They might look at their assets and say, we're not going to be able to use all of these guys. Let's go try to get another star. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Thank you, Legs. Appreciate it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 
slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Key, we uh, are joined by Jean-Jacques Taylor right now. Who? From the Undefeated, <laughs> among other places. What's up, JJT? No, 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 no. We're not no, going to start no, there. Come on, Gene, man. Gene. Come on, man. Gene. Come oh, on. did I say John? I apologize. Gene. Nah, can I, I get... know you're not calling me Gene. Come on. I thought we were better than that. No, man. Can I get my money, man? Come on, man. Can I get it's, my it's the money? <laughs> the amount of years it's been, the interest on my money. Do I you even know how much? Do you know how much you? Played. No, ain't no nothing. Boy, Ohio State ain't beat us. How much? Is, how much do you owe? <laughs> do you know how much do you owe? Right My, now, I, yeah. I think at one time I owed a hundred dollars. It's up and to like interest that may be like one twenty. No, it's up, interest. Man. No, up it's up to about six hundred dollars. Wow, that's a lot we of money. This was man. this was the we Beanie boys. Wells years, man. This is what not that nothing to do with Urban Meyer. <laughs> Do Nothing that, to man. do. Millionaire won't take money out of my pocket, man. I thought we was boys. Your bet's a bet. Well, real boys right. do hold each other accountable to real bets. That's what, but that's that's what okay. boys do. Yeah. You know, Gene, that's I, what we do. I, I got you, money. man. I, I mean, I bought some Cold Stone Creamy Ice Cream one time. Oh, boy, stop. How you doing, though, man? <laughs> it's good, man. Cowboys winning down here, so it's all good in Dallas, though. Okay, well, that's good, man. I, so, I guess uh, we've talked about Lamar Jackson on the field this year, obviously, and in – how he's likely could possibly be the MVP based on last week. It didn't look so, but through six, seven weeks, he's pretty much been the MVP. But you wrote about his contract situation in the undefeated. Um, How is Lamar approaching it different than most quarterbacks at his position in terms of the dollars and the cents? Well, I think the the interesting thing to me is he doesn't seem so concerned about the dollars and the cents. Uh, he reportedly has said, "I'm you know I'm I'm I'm, been, I'm about the season right now, and so you know I'll get to the contract when I get to it." But we all know that the NFL is a dirty game, and, and things can change quickly. And the way he plays the game, which is phenomenal, but it also opens him up more to injury. And I was really thinking about it. I mean, he's already missed some practices this season with a sore back and things, and the way he plays. You know, he needs to go get his money now because, as we, you know, it's it, he's a little bit different than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott got hurt last year, missed the last 11 games. He was going to free agency. Dak plays a game that any team in the NFL, if he's available and they need a quarterback, he can fit with them. Lamar ain't that way, man. He's a very unique player, perhaps the most unique player in the league, at quarterback. And so you got to build a team around his unique skills. And, you know, that takes a little bit of time. And so he's not going to fit every offense. And uh, it just seems to me, man, that you got to handle the on the field and the off the field with the same degree of intensity. So, Jock, why do, why do you feel, though, like he needs to get the deal done now opposed to, you know, maybe working on the deal and, and, and closing it out by next offseason? Dude, because if you get hurt, and we, I mean, we all know it's a violent game, you get hurt. I mean, guys get hurt every single solitary week. You get hurt, especially the way he plays the game, if it's some kind of a knee thing where he's out for an extended period of time, or even if he has some kind of thing that limits his mobility because it's a knee, it's it's something like Dak had last year. Your negotiating power does shrink. It does take 
some of the power away from you and it opens you up to getting less than you're supposed to get because, you know. So you don't think, NFL, so you don't man. think, Jock, you don't think that Baltimore would do right by him knowing the situation? No. Like, okay. All right. I don't think no NFL team does right by the player unless they have to. Jock, you made mention of Cam Newton in your article. How much concern is there that this could be his only chance to get a big payday because of the style in which he plays just like Cam? Well, I think um, I think the deal is he's a, I think he's a better passer than Cam. I mean, we've seen him operate quite a bit from the pocket. We've seen him put up some big numbers from the pocket. I think he threw for 400 yards a couple weeks ago. Um, but I think what makes him special is his ability to run. Um, then when you throw an ability that he can also sit in the pocket – well, then that, that's why he's Lamar Jackson, one of the best players in the league. And it's just, man, it's just to me that whenever the money is there, you go get it. Because we all know, man, it's the NFL. You're not promised tomorrow. Guys have catastrophic knee injuries all the time, and it changes their game. And with him, it would change it more than almost any other quarterback in the league. That's all. Okay, so let's address the elephant in the room. How, how come Lamar doesn't have more of a traditional agent uh, his mom has been allowed to kind of handle this negotiation for him. Can you, can you kind of give us some explanation to why that's the case? Um, I think for me, based on what I've read, it's, you know, it's a trust factor. I can do better for my son than anybody else because I have his best interest at heart. And I think it's also a little bit about the money thing. Why should we pay an agent 3% uh, when we can get the deal done, maybe have a lawyer look at the details uh, and, and keep it moving? And I think that's okay for your rookie deal because those are slotted. I mean, you're only going to move so much, and the language is just about the same. But your second deal, especially with the numbers that he's getting, um, you know, it matters. Uh, the language matters a lot more. Um, you know, key. You know, it matters whether you are. You need to make a deal. You need to make a commitment to me before the fifth day of the league year or the second day of the league year, so that if you don't want to commit, I got all off season to find a team. If you don't have that kind of language in there, then you can get as I like to call it, the Dash Bryant treatment. We hold on to you until April after the draft, and then we figure out, oh, we don't need you. Now we cut you. Now it's hard to go get a job because everybody's roster is filled with rookies and free agents. And so it's just those kind of details that an agent can help with, um, an NFL agent can help with. And if you don't want to pay the 3%, you Lamar Jackson. Somebody will take you who's good for less than 3%. We see it with real estate agents all the time, man. Mm. Jock Taylor. I mean, Key ain't, Key ain't paying 3% when he sell a house. Shh, be quiet. Jock Taylor, president, <laughs> JJT Media Group, contributor of The Undefeated, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Stop giving away secrets, please. There are other people out here in the world that is listening. When you talk about the money side of it, Jock, though, you look at all these quarterbacks in the landscape, especially the quarterbacks that came out in the same draft class, as Lamar Jackson, we we mentioned Josh Allen. Josh Allen got a huge payday. They backed up the Brinks truck for him. It felt like with no issues whatsoever at all. They just gave it to him. Should Lamar Jackson's number be greater or slightly less than Josh Allen's, given the fact that he has won a playoff game, three playoff appearances, and has gotten an MVP trophy in his closet? It can't be less than Josh Allen, man. It can be the same. Can't be less. I mean, it can't be less. I mean, Josh Allen would like to be Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lamar's a better passer. He's a more dynamic runner. He's won more. He got the MVP in his pocket. I think that's uh, – I don't think there's any doubt that he should be at or above Josh Allen. It's not even a question to me, and it's probably above because we know how these deals go. 
the next guy surpasses the last guy. Yeah. That's why Dak has already been passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lamar is about to get paid, especially mm-hmm. after he beat Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert this year until that hiccup in the last game. I thought he's the MVP of the league so far again. That's John Jock Taylor of the undefeated on the Goodyear hotline. Appreciate you joining us today. This is Keyshawn. Right, fellas. I appreciate send you. Send that check Gee, to ESPN, man. To your favorite charity. No, just send the money <laughs> to ESPN. C.O. Pay that man his money. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Tom Brady said this on his Let's Go podcast on Sirius XM when asked for his favorite football memory. The Seattle Super Bowl. That's probably the one moment. Because I think what I realized, so the first three happened really quick, and I think I went 10 years and realized, holy this is really hard. you know, (laughs) And how lucky I was, like as naive lucky, you know, my first three or four, you know, the first three and then oh seven, you know, lost eleven loss. I thought this this is impossible. And then we won on a miraculous play. And I think that was like the time. And since then it was like a great appreciation every time it happened. There was no taking anything for granted. That was a really uh pivotal moment of football in my life. Man, if you could just get one though. One. <laughs> if you could get one Super Bowl. Just one. Tom is speaking to it. If you could just get one, think about it. Tom Brady's played 20 plus years of football. Okay. He went 10 years and didn't get one. Some people don't play 10 years at Mm -hmm. all and never get it. Some people don't play 10 and never get to a Super Bowl to play in a Super Bowl. There are guys who have played in the National Football League for a number of years and don't even know what confetti looks like. Have no idea. They've never sat on the other end of the bench to watch the team celebrate, nor have they been a celebrating team. Think about that. I mean, just watching Monday Night Football, listen to Marshall Lynch, right? He's like, just give me the ball. 
give me the ball, please. Like, I, that's the difference between winning one and not winning one. And I don't care what anybody well, has to say. at least Marshawn got one. I, I hear you, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, if that's the fine line, right, of how having two as opposed to having one or just even having one, like, even for Jordan to have six, like, there is an element of luck that goes into that. Oh, of course. There, not, but, jo- uh, not Jordan six. No one ever took him seven games. But, like, there's but, luck in terms of the situation you find yourself in, you know, the, the, the organization you play for, the teammates you have, but it's not like Jordan got lucky to win any of those. Well, Jordan got well, lucky Jordan got to win lucky, all six. Stop. What are you talking about? How do you get lucky? Because injuries. Not, man, injuries well, are okay, key fair, every, There's fair. luck that goes into fair, all that stuff, fair. man. Like, That's fair, right? You avoid and see, injury. We get, and, here, and here's yes. why we jump on you when you say stuff like that, though, Max, because we athletes, yep, right? But, and so when – we hear people <laughs> say things. It's like, wait a minute, man. No. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's not like it. Milwaukee, Tom, as great as the Bucks were last year, yeah. they got lucky. They may no never right. ever, ever win another they got, championship. They got lucky that the Nets were hurt. What they I mean got lucky. by Jordan is there was in the finals. No one ever took him into a game seven. So you could say luck in terms of health, luck in terms of the situation he yes, found himself in, and everything. That, yes, but luck. that's different but than are, like those are major factors that go into are, winning a championship. So but I think lucky. when you say, no question. But I think when you say lucky to win, it feels to me more like like what Tom Brady said about the Super Bowls. They lost to the Giants. Could have gone either way. Giants got a little lucky, but he won some Super Bowls where. He, he, got, he got a little lucky. Yes, that's what's, what we're saying. What's interesting to me is when we had the Mahomes dynasty conversation right. yesterday, it's hard to gauge when you're in the middle of something, right? Like Brady early on is like, oh, pfft, we're going to win the Super Bowl every year. What else did he know? Well, he was 12 years old at that yeah, time. Yes. <laughs> and he's still 12. But then he I goes mean, 10 years, no Super Bowl. He's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I got kind of lucky early on to be on those yes, teams. Yes, because at, in any – okay, if you ask me, those three Super Bowls that they won, if Bill Belichick would have made a decision to go back to Drew Bledsoe, hmm. do I think they would have gone to the Super Bowl? Yes, I do. Because at a time then, it was heavy defensive dominated and what they did, Bledsoe can do. He can get them there because they didn't ask Tom to do a whole lot. So that part of it was luck. Then eventually, 10 years go away, then he gets lucky again because the luck part of it is Manning could never get over you. He could never surpass you. That's a part of luck. I think about – You know, then all of a sudden you get home field advantage because you are in a lesser than desirable division. You just run through your division. That is luck. I think about Kobe enters into the league essentially with – he has Shaq and Phil Jackson, and they three-peat. And then all of a sudden, there's a dry spell, and it's like, ooh, this is hard. Got to get me some Pal Gasol and Lamar Odom and super, this guy super, and that super guy. Luck. Or even bring it back before that, whenever he just stays in Charlotte. But yeah, yeah, right. Go, yeah. right. He doesn't need to get moved to the Lakers. Yeah, but what if like he stays in Charlotte, then we might not be having the same One million percent, thank as you. As much as I love <laughs> Jelly Bean, I love him to death. Might not be having this conversation. Uh, by Bill the way, Jackson, Jay, like, yeah, you know, they not Phil Jackson. Out in they LA, no like, damn Colorado. That's what I'm trying no, to say, man. No, uh, Charlotte. You know me. I, I always take it back to my Yankees. Derek Jeter, '96. They win the World Series. He's a rookie. They're winning the World Series every year, and I'm as the Yankees fan going, "Oh my god!" But they got so much luck involved. Even when they would sweep a team, saw so a call here, a call there, and then not again until '09. From 2000 to '09. It is hard. So Tom you Brady. have to, if you're Tom Brady, you have to appreciate 
this because Damn. even though he walked into a situation last year and they won the Super Bowl, as great as they are this year, he may not get back again. Yeah, right. Maybe all done. Just, but that's why. But see what we're saying? If you get so-called lucky for 20 years on two different teams, at a I mean, certain point we have to, to people, we yes, have to start saying – Agree, but it still does go know, together. It all people. goes together. Regardless of the way – and there's extra skill involved, but there's still a huge element you, of luck. Do you that know anybody that's ever won a lottery? No. I know somebody that's won it twice. Big oh. money. Oh. It ain't luck. That's incredible luck. That's of course. incredible luck. Incredible luck. It's incredible luck to do Hollywood what Hollywood Henderson, doing. Dallas Cowboys, ex-player, won it twice. He says one team can be the second best in the NFC. Everyone else disagrees. Next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.